Welcome to the Unconventional Joy Podcast. This is your host, Christine Edinger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week three of our Joy in Motherhood series. I'm so excited, praising God to be rounding out this series because truly it is by grace alone. You guys heard a little bit of my testimony last week that I was really struggling with being disobedient, but by the grace of God, here we are. Here we are. It is Monday, September 19th, and I'm about to publish this third and final episode of this series. Now, it did not publish this morning at 5 a.m., and I'm going to share why at the end of this episode with a very practical example of how um, to apply what I share today. But it is publishing on Monday, which is exactly what the Lord called me to do last week. So praise God for His sufficient grace that is allowing me to be obedient today. Amen. So just to recap, week one, we talked about specifically this series, Joy in Motherhood, the misunderstanding of God and our mispositioning of priorities being what causes us to not have joy in motherhood, you know? And then second week, or well, it was many weeks later, that we talked specifically about how we can set our intentions on creating that space to meet with Jesus every single week throughout each day, and then also to create routines because God is a God of order, not of chaos. And then thirdly, we also spoke about asking for help before you got to that burnout. And so that was the first two episodes in this series. And then we are going to close out today specifically talking about the four S's. This is a very practical way to, when you start noticing burnout or overwhelm or your joy being stolen in motherhood or honestly throughout your day period. So whether you're at work or whether you're at home with your kids, whether you are, you know, in the car with your spouse, wherever it may be, these four S's, it's a framework that you can implement every single day in the Christian walk. So It involves two inward reflections, so two things you're going to do inwardly between you and God, and then the other two are outwardly. They are to get your mind off of yourself and to um, continue the Great Commission, if you will. So let's hop right into it. The four practical steps, and these are in order, okay? So the four practical steps in order to walk out your Christian faith every single day, denying your flesh putting those indicators to rest, beating your flesh, going to war with your flesh every single day. This is the framework, okay? Four S's. I'm going to go over them really quickly, and then we'll break each one down. The first step is stop. S number one is stop. The second is sit. The third is seek. And the fourth is serve. So let's get to it. If you have pen and paper, I highly recommend you write these four S's down because I'm going to give you scripture references, and then I would encourage you to memorize these so that you can recall them throughout the day as you recognize your own irritability, your own being on edge, your own short temper, your own discontentment, confusion, all of the things that allow us to not have joy and not feel connected to the Father. I encourage you 
to stop and realize what step do you need to go to? What scripture do you need to call out loud in the name of Jesus to have access to that power? Amen. So let's go to the first S, stop. So once you're noticing that irritability, maybe you're impatient with your child. Maybe you're on edge. Maybe you're worrying, excessively worrying. Maybe you are not trusting. Stop. Stop the thoughts that focus inward. Immediately, like if you have to say out loud, stop, because what's happening is the more that you sit and you think and you ruminate on those thoughts, you are building pathways in your brain for those specific thoughts to be habit for you. Remember that we are in our carnal, fleshy bodies. And so it is harder for us to have good and holy and pure thoughts than it is for us to have evil and disgusting and just perverted thoughts. And so we have to stop something in its tracks in order for it to lose its power and begin creating new neural pathways. This is science, guys, and God created science. Whatever muscles you flex in your brain, and we talked about this on one series of our brain and why the, why specifically and how the enemy attacks the woman, but there are specific muscles and pathways in your brain that you have got to stop flexing in order to begin doing different things in your mind and in order to think different thoughts. Okay, so stop it when you notice it's there. Okay, John 10 10 tells us that the thief and our flesh, I'm going to go a step further and say our flesh comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus has come so that we may have life and have it to the full. Amen. So stop the thought that's stealing your joy. Don't give it any more space. You have the power of Holy Spirit, Jesus himself, the eternal God inside of you. So you have the power to stop it. I have a close friend and she'll probably know that I'm referencing her as soon as she hears this episode, but she'll say things like, well, I'm just this way. And I will say to her, no, you were this way. But 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, once you come to Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The old thought patterns that you used to have are not the ones you have to engage in anymore. Because of Christ's death and resurrection and his perfect life, you can think differently. You have his power. Amen. So stop the thought immediately. You will know that it's there because you will know your indicators. You will know that you're not joyful. You will feel anxious. You will notice that you're worrying and all of those things. You will know whenever the feeling arrives, which means there is a thought that you need to stop. And then what do you do with this thought? You renew your mind. Romans 12, chapter 12 Verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal, the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So have you ever heard people say, I just want to know what the will of God is? Well, here the scripture says right here what the will of God is. The will of God is is shown to you. He gives you the discernment by way of Holy Spirit, but you must renew your mind daily. 
You must renew your mind daily. Stop the thought. Confess its impurity and unholiness before a perfect and loving God. Don't give it any more power. Amen? So the first point is stop. The first S, stop. The second S is sit. Sit with Jesus and go deeper into the gospel. And what I mean by this is not just head knowledge, but really pray for the spirit to come over you in an overwhelming way where it, the gospel is true in that moment. It seeks from your head all the way down into your heart. And you realize that your works will never cut it. I'm speaking specifically to moms because how much pressure do we put on ourselves and does society put on our on ourselves to perform a certain way, for our kids to behave a certain way, for us to complete all of our to-do lists? How much pressure? Like truly think about that for a moment. And because your expectations are not being met, You start getting irritable with your children. You start getting impatient and short-tempered with your children. Sit with the gospel and realize, ask for Holy Spirit to help you realize that your works as a mom, as a parent, will never cut it. And I'm going to take it a step further and say and give you freedom and responsibility to let it go that your works as a parent will never save your child. It is by grace through faith alone that your child has any chance of salvation. Be free in that. Sit with the gospel. Claim that joy, the fullness of God. He wants to give it to you, but you have to have an understanding of the freedom of the gospel. Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, excuse me, says... Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast only in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, I delight. Talking about the wise man not boasting in his wisdom, the mighty man boasting in his might, the rich man boasts in his riches. Let not the mom boast in her perfect child, her perfectly behaved child, or her academically intelligent child, or her, you know, super strong athletic child. Let no parent boast in anything but just knowing Christ and being known by him. Let's cut the crap, moms. <laughs> like we are a generation of parents whose children are at war. The war is real. Satan wants your child. So release the pressure that you're putting on yourself to be a perfect mom and instead war for your child. Let the gospel be the gospel and let you submit yourself to the gospel and model its freedom for your children. Amen. So sit with the gospel. Ask Holy Spirit to truly remove the veil from your eyes so that the gospel, the freedom of the gospel, 
The joy of the gospel seeps down into your heart and transforms your whole being. The second S is sit. The third S is seek. So we've done the two inward reflections. We're going to move on to the two outward acts. The first outward act is seek. Seek the kingdom first. Matthew 6.33, excuse me, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. I don't know about you, but that is like the most simple framework, but it's so like (laughs) complex for our dumb and finite minds. If we would just seek God and his kingdom first, everything that we lack will be added to us. And you know what comes to mind are the fruits of the spirit. Mom, do you need more self-control? Guess what? That'll be added to you when you seek his kingdom. Guess what, mom? Do you need more patience and gentleness? That will be added to you when you seek the kingdom first. Amen. Seek the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. So this is the step where you're going to pull back into the present. After you've sat with the gospel, it's became real to your heart. You've been broken over your sin and you ask God, okay, I'm seeking your kingdom. My heart is ready to seek your kingdom. Who can I share your love with? Who can I demonstrate your gospel to? And your heart has to be postured for that. And as your heart's postured for that, the fourth S will come. The fourth S is serve. As you seek the kingdom and demonstrating the love of Jesus, the Lord will put an opportunity right in front of your face to serve selflessly, to demonstrate the humility and the servanthood of Christ. This happens every single day inside of my home. And I fail more times than I would like to admit, but praise God that his grace is sufficient for me because I need it. I desire, my heart desires, and it breaks over the times that I do not serve my children selflessly. When I feel like they are an inconvenience to me because they are messing with my agenda for the day. In Philippians 2, that is not what God calls us to. Let me flip there for you really quickly because it's so beautiful. He gives us a picture of how he wants us to serve because the picture is Jesus. You don't look at your neighbor. Don't even look at the deacon or the elder or the super meek woman at church. That seems like she's a beautiful servant. Look at Christ. He is the example in Philippians chapter two, beginning in verse four says, Let each of you not only look to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? It's your mind. You have it in Christ Jesus. You have that power to access those thoughts through Christ Jesus, who, though he was the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. 
but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That is what it looks like to serve selflessly. To pick up your cross every single day, put away, don't just put away, don't put away. You need to crucify, we talked about this in a former episode, you need to crucify your flesh Put it to death with Christ and allow his spirit to move through you to demonstrate that gentleness, the patience, the self-control, all of the things that you long for in your home, all all of the things that truly give you joy as a mom. They are yours, sister. They are yours for the taking Did you hear that in Philippians 2? You have the mind of Jesus Christ because of Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, what goodness that is. What goodness that is. Wow, what a privilege. What a privilege. So the four S's, one more time. Stop, sit, seek, and serve. I want you to write those down and I want you to to match them with the scriptures that I gave you. Imprint those upon your heart. Memorize them. Put them where you can see them every single day. Listen to them. Recite them on your way to work or the first thing when you get up in the morning before you, you know, wake your children up. Write them on your heart. Stop, sit, seek serve. Try implementing this in your everyday and see how how and what God adds to you. In Ephesians 4, it talks about how he wants to give you the fullness of himself. Friends, we will be learning about God for all of eternity. All of eternity. There's no way, our pastor covered this yesterday at church, there's no way that we have began to even scratch the surface of the fullness of God. We will spend eternity in awe learning about him. So in our finite minds right now, we haven't even scratched the surface. And he wants to give you more of himself in order that you may go out and magnify his goodness. Amen. Set the captives free, friends. Set them free. Come on, somebody. I'm going to close with this, a very practical example. So the reason I mentioned earlier in the episode that the podcast was not published at 5 a.m., and this is why. My sweet, beloved daughter, I only have one daughter, and she is so precious to me, so precious to me. I could do a whole episode on how She has healed me in many ways by way of grace, Um, but this morning was not ideal. She woke up at 3.30. Well, first of all, let's backtrack. She woke up at 12.30, again at 2.30, and then at 3.30 for the day. She was ready to get up at 3.30. And friends, I just took a fast from social media since last Friday, and I was ready to go. The Lord gave me clarity over the weekend. I was ready to go to push my agenda out today. And then my daughter wakes up at 3.30. And my plan was to edit and publish this podcast at 4 a.m. I had my alarm set for 4. I was ready, like ready. 
but then I wasn't because my daughter. (laughs) And this is just one example of how I immediately feel inconvenienced. You notice I use the word feel, right? Feel inconvenienced. That is an emotion. It will lie to you because if I feel inconvenienced by my daughter who was given to me to steward her soul for the time that I have her here, that is a lie straight from the enemy, okay? And so as I sat there, she was pretty content with just playing in the same room with me. And so I pulled out my devotion. I began to journal. And as I looked over these notes for the podcast, I I, I was grumpy. I was irritable because I literally was thinking what I was supposed to be, quote, supposed to be doing in that moment. And instead, I was up with a child that just didn't want to sleep. There was nothing wrong with her. And that ticked me off even more, to be completely honest. How fleshy, right? But I literally looked over these notes and I was like, oh, oh, okay, Jesus, I'm going to stop. I'm going to sit. I'm going to seek and then I'm going to serve. I stopped the thoughts that my daughter was an inconvenience to me. My daughter is a blessing. And the enemy wanted to steal that from me and steal that from her. My desire is that my children, when they grow up, that they remember the best parts about who I was because it it reminds them of the Lord. That's my desire. I don't want my children to feel anything but loved by me, even in the discipline. And so I stopped the thoughts, praise Holy Spirit, And then I sat with the thought of the gospel and how none of my good works that I had planned for the day, they're not going to bring anybody salvation, that it's only the power of Christ. Like, even though they're good works, it's only his power through my business, through my long list of things I wanted to do around the house, through the podcast. It's not my power. It's the power of the gospel that sets people free. And through sitting with the gospel, I felt free. And then immediately it opened me up to seek God's kingdom. God, what would you have me do right now at 345 in the morning? And I continued to journal. And then as I felt my journal time coming to a close, I just softly in my heart asked the Lord, how can I best serve my daughter? Because she's the one right in front of me. How can I best serve my daughter to make her feel loved in this moment? Stop, sit, seek, and serve, friends. You can have all the joy in motherhood that you want. It's at your disposal. But you must know that not only does the enemy want your child But one of the biggest weapons that he's going to use against your children is the lack of joy that their mother has when they are in their presence. The lies that the enemy whispers to your children about your mother doesn't love you. Your mother doesn't make time for you. Your mother doesn't enjoy being in your presence. Shame the devil, rebuke him in the name of Jesus, and he must flee. Amen.
I hope that this was helpful for somebody out there. I felt the spirit of the Lord in this episode. And so I know that his word does not return void. And so whoever is listening that needed to hear this, pray, I pray that this would penetrate to the deepest part of your sinful heart, that you would confess these things and that you would begin sitting with the gospel and seeking his kingdom first. Drown out the noise, Holy Spirit, in this mom's mind. Drown it out. It's nothing but a distraction. Help her to seek you first, to sit with you, and may you guide her steps. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So sometime this week, my subscribers are going to get a bonus episode just opening up a little bit more transparently over the last two and a half months. Um, I spoke a little bit about my disobedience on both episodes now, but just really giving a picture of what it looks like to confess and have freedom in confession. Um, So they'll get a little bit of a bonus. If you haven't subscribed, feel free to subscribe. Um, And then I don't know what's next, y'all. My prayer is that I will be back at the beginning of October with an episode or a series. I don't know. I'm not going to say because I have not prayed through it. And like I said last week, it was by grace that I just get this series complete and be obedient to the Lord. So I will include the show notes of all the scriptures in the show notes below, or I will include in the show notes below all the scriptures, excuse me. And if you want to reach out and if you want to tell me how this episode affected you or tag me in your story or a post after you've implemented the four S's, please do so. I would love to see God's work in your life. It is such an encouragement for me whenever you tag me on social media. You can find me on any of the platforms below, and you can also email me at the unconventionaljoypodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all have a blessed week.